Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. You're listening to the Raiders post-game edition. What's up, everybody? It's time for the Vegas Nation post-game podcast. It's Heidi Fang here with Vegas Nation Sam Gordon, Review Journal Sports columnist as well. We're going to break down what happened in Jacksonville. Another lead, another lead squandered Mm. by the Raiders, Sam. We're going to get into all of it, but first I want to remind everybody to hit subscribe wherever you are listening. Also, we are brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today, and we are presented to you on Blue Wire Podcasts and by Liquid Death. Make sure to check out those aluminum cans. They look like tall boys, but they're really some refreshing, sparkling, and also still waters. All right, Sam, let's go. Raiders, 17 points up at the half. Devontae Adams was lighting it up, mm-hmm. had a couple touchdowns. It all went downhill once they came back out on the field. What, in your opinion, was the meltdown? What happened here? Oh, geez, Heidi. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it was full scale, right? I think it was a full scale meltdown. The offense was terrible. The defense was just as bad. But yeah. to me, this is three 17-point um, blown leads this year, right, Heidi? You go back to the uh, Arizona Cardinals game, of course, Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football, and then here – uh, in Jacksonville, right? That to me is coaching, right? That's, I mean, the second half is about adjustments and, and what changes are you going to make, et cetera, et cetera. And it's, again, another second half that the Raiders have absolutely nothing. So now you sit here at two and six. I mean, it's we're halfway through the season. It's week nine. There's 18 weeks in the NFL season. We are in November. And we're still hearing about how this team has to learn how to win games and learn. Like, it's we're, we're way past that, right? I mean, the, the, the teams, you are, it's it's about to be, I mean, we're in the middle of November. You are who you are. And the Raiders are a talented team uh, that has no direction, that can't put together a full game. Uh, and that is awful situationally, uh, week in and week out, week in and week out. So uh, there is nothing redeeming about this. It was a full-scale collapse. I mean, Devontae Adams said as much. He said that they you know, fell apart. I mean, there's no, there's no explaining this one away. Uh, they can try to explain it away, but there, there's no explanation for it. This is this is the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is the cellar dweller, the perennial cellar dweller of the AFC South. This isn't the 1985 Bears that they blew this lead against. This isn't even Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs or Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, where you can understand, hey, those are those are dynamic quarterbacks. Those are offenses that can get hot. This is these are the Jags. They've been a disaster all season. And lo and behold, the, the Raiders out-disastered him today. So it was a full-scale failure. Um, there's there's no no way around that. And now the Raiders are closer to the number one overall pick in the NFL draft than they are to the playoffs. Sam, you teed up Devontae Adams there. I've got audio. Let's hear from Devontae Adams after the loss here in Jacksonville. You get the ball in the fourth quarter twice with a chance to either go win it or tie it. What's going through? What's happening in those huddles, and for it not, or I guess just for it not to happen, when twice getting the, the ball in the fourth quarter like that. What does it come down to? I guess execution, execution in critical moments, figuring out a way. You know, everybody doing their job. Um, you know, football is the most team sport that there is, so it, it just comes down to you know everybody doing their job in in those. Those those tough times. I mean, it's, it's one that's going to be really hard. It's going to be tough at the end of the game. You know, they're going to do what they do on defense to try to make it difficult for us, and we got to find ways to still make plays. And you know, I just feel like we we just not executing the way that we we need to when it when it really matters right now, and that's that's hurting us. 
Um, you know, we had a solid first half, something that we could, you know, obviously things you could do better. But it was, I feel like we did a decent enough job to still put ourselves in a decent, you know, position, <clears throat> you know, moving into the second half. And then we just basically fell apart. I don't even know how else to even characterize it, but it's, it's frustrating because it's, I mean, Ain't no way we should be losing games, you know, at the rate that we are, let alone the way that we are, um, you know. And I, and I got to make a, you know, over the middle at, at the end, I got to make a, a play on that ball. But it's just, a, you know, it's everybody. It's just, you know, I got to do my job. You know, guys, you know, front got to do their job. Quarterbacks got to do his job. Running backs got to pick up and, and make plays when it comes down to it. And you got to do it when it really matters. And we didn't do that. Dante, it's, it's obviously it's hard to put a exact pinpoint on what happened today so soon after the game before you look at the tape. But it's the third time you guys have been up by at least 17 and not been on the right end of the score at the end of the game. Is there a common theme there besides what you just mentioned? Maybe? You just got to continue doing whatever it was that put you in that position. I feel like we've gotten away from that too many times. You know, whether it was just the, you know, the way that, that we decided to attack them or just the execution. Like I said, just, fit, just finish the plays because you know, the, the players make the plays. It's not the, the, the scheme and all of that. That helps you. But at the end of the day, you can't put it on the coach to, you know, that's just the way I think about it. I feel like especially, you know, if you got a freaking high school team, and that's one thing. But if you got a bunch of grown men been doing it for a long time and had success in this league and know how to win games, you got to find a way to win. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, the, the way we were attacking in the first half was um, it was working to a certain extent. You know, obviously, like I said before, we could we could be better, but it was working. And I feel like we got away from that and, you know, started playing the game a little different. And that, that that's not the way we got to do it. We got to take the field, be ready to make plays and, and convert on whatever whatever's called. Again, Devontae Adams had 146 receiving yards on the day, a pair of touchdowns. The Raiders still couldn't cash in on Pager. My three keys to the game coming into this one, Sam, were run the football, make tackles, get Devontae involved. They did one of those things effectively and consistently. And that's been, I think, the main theme of what's happened here with the Raiders is there has no, not been any consistency, no matter whether you call it from coaching, whether you're calling it from the defensive end, whether you're calling it from the Raiders uh, offense or even the special teams out there at times where you see, you know, DJ Turner bobble the football on a kick return and almost like drop it and cause a fumble. But he, he recovered. Well, not in this game. That was another game I'm referencing. But there have been times for everybody is the point. When you look at the inability for Josh Jacobs to get it started in the last couple of games, obviously last week it was more of a they were uh, down and didn't really get the run going against the Saints. But in this one, where what happened there with Josh Jacobs and why are the wheels falling off of him all of a sudden? Yeah, I mean, like you said, Heidi, I think against New Orleans, it was time and circumstance dictated a lot of that. But this week, uh, the, the, the pass was working. The pass was working, and it really just felt like I'm not sure what the game plan was in the second half or what the change was. I know they wanted to establish Josh Jacobs a little bit. Uh, but nothing worked in the second half. You went away from Devontae Adams, and it wasn't to get Josh Jacobs going. You didn't get him going. Yeah. There wasn't – you couldn't sustain drives. There weren't enough drives to sustain to even get him going. So I think the early down runs um, have been pretty ineffective. I know, I know overall the stats will say he was okay today, and, and he was fine, right? He wasn't – clearly wasn't the focal point of the game plan and didn't do enough in the second half to help the Raiders put it away. But it was just baffling that, that – I mean – 
the offense looked really good in the first half. Yep. Let's give credit where credit is due. The Raiders played a good two quarters. <laughs> and they didn't do that in New Orleans. So let's give them credit for okay. that. I mean, maybe, right? They, played, they actually they, came out fired no, up they and a, looking inspired. They had a good game plan. The yeah. game plan was to get clearly to get Devontae Adams involved. He caught nine balls for 146. And he, and he even said as much, like, hey, sometimes when, when the, the offense is going to Josh Jacobs, we might not be getting the ball as receivers. I'm paraphrasing here, by the way. That's okay as long as they're moving the ball. But they stopped throwing the Devontae Adams, and they couldn't get Josh Jacobs going. And, you know, talk in terms of the defense, Heidi, um, the defense wasn't good by any means. But this is, a, again, the offense, punt, punt, punt in the second half. I mean, they can't sustain a drive at all. Your defense is coming right back onto the field. So, uh, it's it just it, it, again this this team we thought they had an identity which which was the power run game and that was working in the middle of the season but it's it's clear at this point this is a team without an identity and and that's a major problem that's a major issue it's week nine like you don't have an identity in week nine the the identity of this team is losing close games not being able to execute situationally and not everybody being on the same page because again we hear those quotes and we hear kind of the rhetoric after that this team needs to learn how to win and it, it, it's consistent it's like it's it's week nine like it's going to be week 10 next week and I think that that ship has sailed so I, I'm not sure I'm not I'm not sure what happened in the second half it's it's hard like nobody knows it's 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 kind of unexplainable um but I, again I'll go back to coaching right it's 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 not my job to make those calls and to figure out how to get the team ready to go and to adjust to what Jacksonville is doing like that was Josh McDaniels's job and the Raiders in the second half ran 25 plays for 57 yards. They did not score a single point. And Jacksonville pretty much did whatever it wanted. And meanwhile, Travis Etienne continues to get hot. Mm-hmm. He's had over 100 yards in his past three games, a pair of touchdowns in this one. It's like the Jaguars almost took a page out of the Raiders' book and said, okay, we're going to let our running back get hot, feed him the football, because they did that 28 times. And Trevor Lawrence, I mean, managed the game well, aside from that errant pitch yeah. that went to a fumble and then Max Crosby recovered. Well, it was the same thing, Heidi. I want to go back to last week against New Orleans, right? Like, Andy Dalton, he's not the greatest quarterback in the world. We understand that. He's a journeyman backup. But when you, give, right. when you give any quarterback all day to throw, they're going to be accurate, right? Like, Trevor Lawrence has turned the ball over a lot this year. We understand the promise he has as a former number one overall pick. Uh, but there were, there were Jaguars were 2-6. and six. There's a reason for that. They, too, haven't been able to put together a full game. But just like last week against New Orleans, Trevor Lawrence has all day to throw. I mean, very little pressure. And when there is pressure, he's nimble enough and quick enough to escape. He ran for more than 50 yards. And because he's so comfortable back there, gotten a great rhythm, uh, throwing the ball short and kind of intermediate, 26 of 31. You'll take that all day with when you're getting 100-plus yards on the ground. Jags go for over 400 yards of total offense. So the defense continues to be a liability. I mean, in, in, until you get after the quarterback and can affect the quarterback – you're not going to defend well at a consistent level. This this is football in 2022. It's about affecting the quarterback. It's about creating negative plays and turnovers. And outside of, like you mentioned, that Aaron pitch, and I think Max Crosby had a big stop on, on a run play yeah. early in the game too. Like there weren't a ton of negative plays. Like Trevor Lawrence was comfortable. And you get any quarterback comfortable, they're going to get a rhythm. He got in a great rhythm, and he tore the Raiders apart. The stats aren't super pretty, but he was – converting third downs I think they were 9 to 15 on third down 60 percent mm-hmm. you'll take that all day long yep. if you're Jacksonville and he kept drives going and kept that Raider defense out on the field yeah absolutely so let's hear now from coach McDaniels after the loss obviously tail of uh, two halves um, you know we wanted to try to get off to a fast start thought we did that uh, in the game and then 
um, you know, give them credit. Uh, they did a, a better job, certainly, of, of making some adjustments, um, you know, changed a few things there in the second half. And then really, um, from the opening kickoff, I thought in the third quarter, uh, they just seemed like they were just, you know, a little bit ahead of us, you know, and, um, you know, guys fought. but. We got to learn how to play full four quarter game. You know, we've played stretches, you know, in each game mostly where we play good football, but that's not enough to win in this league. So uh, that's what we're, we're going to have to do. This is your third uh, blown lead of 17 points. Have you sensed the similarities? Or can you, can you, yeah, see what you I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's not good enough. You know what I mean? I know that. Um, and so, you know, we got to coach better in those situations. We got to avoid feeling like, you know, the situation is okay, you know, and um, it, I don't sense that our team relaxes when we have that situation, but obviously that, that may be the wrong thing, you know what I mean? Um, you know, and so we've, we've played, like I said, we've played some stretches of football that are good, good enough to, to get ahead and, and pr produce a lead, but that's not what this league is about. This league is about playing the second half just as well as you played the first half and trying to win the game. So um, sometimes lessons are learned the hard way, and obviously we, we've had to swallow some difficult ones this year. And um, you know, But I have a lot of confidence and faith in the, in the way that these guys will respond. They always do. Uh, come down and, you know, and try to have another good week of work this week back in Vegas and uh, go back at it. Feel like I mean we're about halfway through the season now. You feel like you're closer to putting a full game together now than you were. Certainly doesn't feel like that, um, you know. But like I said, I, I think you earn the right to do that. You know, I mean, we have to do it. You know, this doesn't matter what I stand up here and talk about or what somebody else talks about. Um, you know, it's just it's about actions. You know, and the National Football League is unforgiving when you let up and you don't finish games. Uh, the other team plays, you know, as hard as they possibly can too, and uh, they got a lot of good players and a lot of good coaches over there, and uh, and they earned the right to win today, and we didn't. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today. You may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. And it's available in still, sparkling, and three other flavors. Why is this water called Liquid Death? Well, basically, it'll brutally murder your thirst. And their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and can actually be profitable for recycling facilities. One day I was at work in the cafeteria and saw the Las Vegas Review Journal was carrying liquid death in the vending machine. So I sat drinking one at work while eating my tacos just to fake my coworkers out and make them think I was having an icy cold tall boy with lunch. Go get liquid death at your local Smith's, Walmart, Sprouts, or find a liquid death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. That's liquiddeath.com slash Vegas Nation. Sam, right before the break here, we heard about what Josh McDaniels is processing with the loss. When you hear him speaking, the last couple of press conferences for me, the tone hasn't been fired up enough. The tone hasn't sounded like it's had a sense of urgency. I'm not doubting that they do, yeah. but if I'm a Raider fan, I'm not feeling that from these press conferences. What did you take away from the tone of the press conferences between Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels tonight? Uh, I mean, they're two and six. They blew a huge seventeen-point lead. Like you could feel that. I, I think you could feel that. I think the pressure 
is starting to mount. Uh, not starting. I think it's been mounting, and I think this was a team. Again, Heidi, I don't want to rehash. I don't want to go way too deep into this, but when you brought in Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler coming off of the 10 and 7 season with Rich Passaccia, you kind of had two ways. You, you had two kind of directions you could go. You could either double down and try and make the playoffs again, which is what they did, or they could have tore, tore it down. They could have surveyed the situation and said, nope, we're going to bring our own guys in here, et cetera, et cetera, trade players, build the team this way. They didn't do that. No. So when you go out there and spend money and be aggressive in the offseason the way they were, this isn't the expectation. And their tone and tenor in the, in the press conference reflects that lack of urgency. And I want to call back, Heidi, to Dave Ziegler, the general manager's press conference last week um, or during whatever day it was in Sarasota after the right. trade deadline, right, that our, our colleague Vinny Bonsignor doing a great job for us covering the Raiders. Uh, he was there. And even the tone of that press conference was, I think there was a question about assessing Josh McDaniels' performance, and Dave Ziegler says he thinks Josh McDaniels is doing a great job. He's 2-5. He's and five. Like, that's not for me to say. Like, that's – but if, if the fan base can't be happy about that, like, they're, what, you're right. What, where is the urgency? You see the exact same thing um, every single week, with, with more, more often than not, right? And let, let's I – think, I think we're at a point now, Heidi, right, where there's a big enough sample size where we can qualify the Raiders' two victories this year. Houston's the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. And Denver's is, is – not good. Not good. They're I not mean, good. Absolute disaster <laughs> with their coaching situation. This team wasn't good. And yeah, and, and disaster at quarterback as well. So I think just just like I mean, I think all Raiders fans, Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels are looking for answers, and they didn't provide a ton t- today because how can you answer to this? They were up seventeen nothing against the Jacksonville Jaguars and blew it, and and looked lifeless in the second half while doing so. So I'm with you. I think I think there's they they. they it's just it's dire straits right now. Uh, I, I just wrote and you can read it, read it, reviewjournal.com, vegasnation.com. I think they're, I mean, they're cooked. This isn't the playoff team. I think that's pretty clear at this point. Like, you can analyze the schedule and break it down any way you want. They just lost to New Orleans and Jacksonville. Two teams aren't good. So, we haven't seen any evidence that this they're, that they're going to turn this around. Not a single shred. So anything, maybe it happens, but I think for Raider fans, it's wishful thinking at this point. So it's dire straits. It's, I mean, the season has been nothing but a disaster. That's the reality. So speaking of disaster, the last things I want to get your take on is the final drives. Both of the final two drives from the Raiders ended up in fourth downs that did not convert. And the final one was actually ended up being a turnover, mm-hmm. and not just in downs, but a turnover in the Jacksonville Jaguars um, took advantage of that moment. But nobody, you know, really, it, it wasn't fantastic to watch those final two drives. And watching it, they had one play in the first set of those yeah. that went for eight yards. Yeah. And then after that, through, 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 nothing came to fruition. Why not try to run the football there when you have under three minutes left in the game, the two-minute warning hasn't hit, and you can still maybe pick up a couple yards, extend the drive, get a first down. What, what If you're looking at it from the fan's perspective, right, and seeing that happen, or just anybody's uh, perspective at this point, what, what, what do you do? What do you do there? <laughs> why? Why I mean, isn't it converting? I'm wondering the exact same else? thing, Heidi, right? And just you know, contextualize things again. You did yeah. a great job. Right before the two-minute warning, I don't think the Raiders had any timeouts, but they had the two-minute warning. And let's face it, in the NFL, three minutes, you know, 245, with the, like, that's nothing. We just watched, we literally, you and I Tom watched Brady. together, watched Tom Brady <laughs> yes. go the length of like 70 yards with zero timeouts in like 45 yes. seconds, okay? Yes. So time is a complete non-factor. The run game is in play. And like you mentioned, after that, 
that completion on first down sets up a second and two. You can run the ball there. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to throw. Not only do they throw, they throw down the down field. Down, way down it, the field. Plays that, like, just weren't – like, it just – it was puzzling to me. And I asked – again, I asked Josh McDaniels about that after the game, and I don't want to misquote him, so quoting the, tra- quoting the transcript here. Um, I asked if there was any consideration to running the ball, and he said, and I quote, yes, we did. We had a lot of short throws called and ended up being an opportunity there, I think, on the left sideline, but you could run it there for sure. There is definitely an opportunity to do that if you thought that was the right thing to do. Just we'll look at it and see what we did. I thought it was the right thing to do. I did too. I would have run the football. Sure, sure. (laughs) With with, with Jacksonville on their heels. And and again, it's easy. I'm I'm not suggesting that Josh McDaniels or the Raiders are trying to do things that don't work. Like, I, I obviously, they're not calling that play thinking it's not going to work. They want it to work. But it's not a coincidence, Heidi. Situationally, going back, I mean, they've lost, what, all their losses are except the Saints won. So five of their six losses are by one score. Yep. They haven't won a, a one-score game this year. Like, that's situational football. And that's a perfect example. That's a perfect reflection of, of, of situational football. Even going back to last week, the the, the, the jet sweep to Devontae Adams on third and short and then the fake call. punt. Like, terrible call. We've seen situationally whatever the Raiders do in big situations, it, it hasn't worked. So, you know, make of that what you will in terms of the play calling or whatnot. That was definitely perplexing to me. And, and I, I, again, I just read Josh McDaniel's quote, and he didn't seem to have an answer for it. So I think, I mean, take it for what it's worth. But this is not a good situational football team. It's not a good football team playing playing with leads. They're not great playing from behind. They're okay when it's close. You know, that's that's when they when, when they can get you know into a, a boxing analogy when they can, when they when they can get in the ring and trade punches. They're okay, right? But beyond that, we've seen they're not good playing from behind and they're not good with a lead. So. Where are they at? I mean, they're two and six. That's not good. Oh, they're facing a Colts team next week back at home that struggled as well, Sam. So mm-hmm. we'll see uh, how things turn around if they can for the Raiders. Again, right now, if you look at the sports books, the opening line is actually Raiders favored by five. Mm. So we'll see if that holds up as the week progresses. That says just as much about India as it does about the Raiders. Yeah. The yeah. I would agree with you, Sam. And uh, you have here 105 kickoff time back at Allegiant. We'll all be down there with you, the Vegas Nation crew, Sam Gordon, Vinny Bonsignor, Cassie Soto. We have Ed Graney, Adam Hill, everybody that puts together the efforts uh, with the Review Journal, as well as Larry Mir, who does all the editing on these podcasts. Dre Fox takes care of the social for us as well back uh, in Las Vegas. So uh, keep up with all of us. And for Sam, Find him on social media at by Sam Gordon, along with all of his columns on LVRJ.com or VegasNation.com. That'll do it for us here tonight from Jacksonville. It's Heidi Fang, Sam Gordon. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Locals know the STN Sports app is the most trusted sports betting app in Nevada. They have convenient sign-up locations across Las Vegas. So download the STN Sports app today.